I'm such a bad shade thrower. <laughs> Korea is so Korea. Don't try to repeat it. It ain't the same the second time around. <laughs> That's what you get. Welcome to Go Cup, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are recording from a new closet. Renee's closet. Closet. A.K.A. <laughs> the studio. <laughs> Do yeah. you ever get sick of hearing your voice on that ad? Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to it. Oh. Um, but all of our listeners should. <laughs> Apparently we have nice voices that they like to listen to. That's great. Would but you, we need a real studio. We do. We really are going to get a new studio. I know that the people out there love imagining us squished into a cozy closet recording in our natural habitat and all. It sounds like hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> we are exactly like hamsters. Right. What's been up with you, Renee? Um, just on this wheel of life, you know what I'm saying? Going around. Around, <laughs> I see how you played off of that hamster thing. You see? You see, I see how you did that. Yep, that's because I am corny AF, mm. and I can do those types of things. <laughs> Fancy schmancy corny me. Um, but that really didn't give us any details of what's been up with you. Notice how I don't like to give details about what's been up with me. I know. Please share. <laughs> um. So nothing. Like you know, I've been recording and working and writing. Oh, I went to L.A. Ah, see? And yes. what did you do there? I went to go pay my respects to Nipsey Hussle. I cannot deal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not that, but okay. So how was well, that? Well, listen. I didn't plan on going to L.A. To, and paying my respects to Nipsey Hussle, but um. I was going to L.A., and the day I arrived was the day of his memorial service. Mm -hmm. And so, literally, everywhere we went, people were talking about it. It was on the TVs. We stayed in the same hotel as Farrakhan and his entire... Um, Farrakhan's? All the mini farts. <laughs> <laughs> the farts. I'm sure that that's offensive in some kind of way, so let me just backtrack. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam. Sorry to all of the nations. <laughs> Has many firecons like his feet, his offsprings. Wait, he has a lot. I assume so. Mm -hmm. Point. <laughs> <laughs> you have a point. Our own father has seven kids, right? That, that we, we know, know of. <laughs> That's um, our inside joke, our family joke. It's terrible. I wish it weren't jokey. <laughs> I wish I wish it were jokey. That's what I mean. Um. So we've never actually talked about this. This has nothing to do with what you did in L.A. And this has nothing to do with our show. <laughs> no, but people like to learn about us, I guess. Um, people should know about us. And so I hate to tell people this because... Anyway, so I, have we shared that our parents were in the Nation of Islam? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we glossed over it like so many things we So do. many things like your cane. Um, <laughs> like what? Okay, you're, next. You're, you're, <laughs> So, yeah, our parents were in the Nation of Islam back in the 70s mm -hmm. when it was really cool to be in the nation, and it was Black Panther time. Right. Um, which is, like, why my name is Korea, you know. So, But was, by the time I was born, they had... Defected. Yeah. They were, I don't think it's a defect type situation. They were no longer practicing... Right. Although, if you talk to Daddy today and you ask him if he's a Muslim, he will be like, Why, yes, I am Muslim. I am everything. He also would say he's not human. He also would say time doesn't exist. This He's, he's an not, alien. He's not reliable. <laughs> <laughs> he's a um, Buddhist. He's a... Yeah. He's a white man. <laughs> he will tell you anything. White man is the best. Um, he owns slaves. Oh my god, just don't talk to him. That's the, that's really, I think, what this boils down to. You're like, Daddy, how did you own slaves and you were born after slavery? In 1952. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He owned slaves. Like, don't you better even. not argue with them. Don't even. Anyways, um, I hate to share that with people, though, because then people are like, oh, you Muslim, and then like it just gets like... They confused. want to talk to you. No, not confused. Annoying. Like, they want to talk to you about bean pies. They want to make jokes. Like, 
So in LA, I was in my like, I was in full California mode. You know what I'm saying? Like I was going to the pool. We were going to the beach. Like I was wearing, you know, sundresses and short shorts. And so walking through the lobby and seeing, and I'm not lying, like a hundred women who had their head covered and with long dresses and pants underneath, you know, Mm -hmm. just in case. I don't know why, but just in case an ankle pop out. Um, And then the Muslim, the nation of Islam men with their bow ties and their suits and all of that. And I'm walking through with your booty shorts, with my booty shorts on. And I noticed actually a couple of ladies, you know, that I would see on and off, you know, from the elevator or whatever. And one looked at me, and another one smiled, and I smiled back, and um, I was just like, assalamu alaikum, and she looked surprised that I knew how to greet her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess because my booty was hanging out. You should just say, hey, with your booty out. I mean, you know, I just was trying to be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. That's so anyway, I was there during that time. It was crazy. The city was busy. There was definitely a lot of talk about the, you know, Nipsey Hustle, the memorial service, what was going on, um, and about black unification. And, you know, so I'm back and, you know, back to this uh, world of insensitivities insens- and black people hating each other and all that jazz. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it sounds like you had a grand old time. I did. Old being the operative word. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) While you were in L.A., I wasn't doing anything. See, now you sound like me. No, it's true. I was, like... But you were having a a parental crisis with Eli. I know. I'm not really ready to share about that. Okay. But what I will say is that... You know, in a later episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Autism Awareness Month, and um, I will share a little bit about how it's really hard sometimes to be the caregiver of a person who, you know, like, can't control their behaviors, except you're really tired, (laughs) you know, and so, like, it is a constant battle sometimes of, like, taking care of your, trying to take care of yourself, but also trying to give them what they need. And, and that can be really difficult sometimes. And so I was, you know, just, we were just, are going, were going through a really difficult time that I wasn't expecting. Like things had gotten so much better and I don't, I'm, don't even call it a regression because I hate that word. And it's like something happened to trigger it or like now your kid, like shit, kids have bad days. Like, people with disabilities have bad days, rough patches, you know? So I don't even, like... I feel like sometimes when people have a disability, we're always looking for, like, if something's wrong with them, we're always looking for the answer. Like, what happened before they did this? What happened after? Well, how can we fix this? How can we fix their behavior? How can we do this? And it's just ridiculous because sometimes they're just having a a bad day. Right. Or just a bad season. And, like, I feel like that's just what we were going through. And um, I'm happy to report that things have gotten a lot better. It just, it really, it hit me. It kind of, like, came out of nowhere because he had made so much progress that I got complacent with, like, him being, like, not aggressive anymore and not, like, you know, having a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. So it just kept me on my toes a little bit, you know? Well, good. Anything else been going on, or should we get into the show? Uh, we are also going to d- dive into more about, like, the fact that Go Cup hit the dictionary. Yes! Um, it's Go hyphen Cup. Is it? Oh. Yeah, okay. well, because it's one word. Ah, I see, I see. I Well, I looked it up, and I, I'm looking at it, and I don't know why I didn't notice that. Um, but, like, so it's officially in the newspaper. I mean, the newspaper. <laughs> we will be. Ha! <laughs> It's a fix, not our podcast, but the word Go Cup is officially in the dictionary. And what does it say? It says a plastic or paper cup used especially for taking a beverage off the premises of a bar, restaurant, etc. It was full of noise and talk, and men and women in uniform. What? I need to go further. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk about 
cups? They had go cups of coffee. They were making notes. No, 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 people. No, 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 people. That's how they put it in the no, dictionary? No, 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 the go cups never have coffee. <laughs> no, that's a two-go cup. A go cup is specifically for oh, liquor. Okay, so it, it then says, especially such a cup used as in New Orleans for carrying an alcoholic beverage. They should have. They should have led with that. They should have. Megan joked about seeing some librarians with go cups in the French Quarter. What? <laughs> I don't know. I think they need to do better. But I'm happy that they hit the dictionary and it's like official. Yeah, dictionary people, like the people who write the dictionary, they have to be not just you know they're writers, they're technical, mm-hmm. so they probably don't get out much. They ain't got no go cups. They probably never had a go cup. I, I would like to think that go cup hit the dictionary because so many people were listening to our podcast and searching go cup. Are you serious? That is exactly why go cup hit the dictionary in April of 2019, even though we just started our podcast in January <laughs> of 2019. I take full I and total credit for go cup hitting the dictionary because baby, I this energy that surrounds this awesome podcast. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Renee, slipping in through the uptown girl voice, <laughs> through the valley girl voice. I'm confused. Ah. I'm confused. I've been confused ever since Mama got her DNA results. Oh, she doesn't want us to talk about that either. Uh, well, listen, we can't just keep bringing up stuff and being like, sorry, we can't talk about it. Okay, but the Eli crisis, that's, that's still in progress, but Mama's DNA results... We have strict instructions. <laughs> what do you think will happen if we talk about Mama's DNA results? I'm scared to keep talking about it one second longer. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in New Orleans, it just was Easter, right, y'all? I mean, it was Easter. In New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans is the only place that have Easter. I feel like New Orleans is the only place that exists for so many things. I think that is the number one problem with New Orleans. (laughs) But, okay, so it was just Easter, like, in the world, country. Um, And what did you do for Easter, Renee? Well, actually, on Easter Day, I didn't do much, but the day before Easter, we went to that really fun um, Easter egg hunt on the Lafitte Greenway. Yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners about the Lafitte Greenway? Okay, so the Lafitte Greenway is a... (laughs) I wish I had a recording room about the Lafitte Greenway. (laughs) It's a a green space that's been dedicated for no traffic driving Um, in New Orleans. It runs probably like... uh, From like mid-city to downtown? Thank you. I didn't know how I was going to describe that. (laughs) But that's good. It actually runs from the Carrollton area to downtown. So, but anyway, um, that's still mid city. Okay, um, and so and you can bike ride, you can roller blade, you can walk on it, and then also when you get closer to downtown, there's like so much green space that they've dedicated to play areas. There's some tennis courts, there's some playgrounds, even outdoor exercise equipment. It's and, really really nice, and and the playgrounds and stuff are like every so many like every mile or something. So like. <laughs> There's tons of playgrounds along this little greenway. Are there? I only noticed two. Uh, about two or three. I feel like that's a lot. Considering yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... There are, and it, and it's just really nice. And so we brought, um, we went out there with Mama and our sisters and nieces, nieces. And... It sounds funny because they're like adults now. Yeah, but they still babies, <laughs> but they grow. Um and. Kid, the, uh, not the kids. Bela was with her dad that day, but Eli, and so it was like all of these adults. And I know Eli. And Eli, <laughs> he was so mad about it too. But it's like, where are the kids? <laughs> and so we went out there, and my favorite thing about the um, Easter egg hunt was that they were, had a DJ. Yeah. And the DJ was playing Bunny Hop. I was going to say, that was my favorite thing. So when they were like, okay, now it's time for the kids to get, you know, like the four and five-year-olds are going to go out looking for eggs or whatever. They're like, da, 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 da. Why the kids got to get their Easter eggs in the Bunny Hop? It was so good, though. It was so great. 
And they had, like, bouncy houses and tug-of-war and, like, all kinds of activities. activities. And there were people... There, It was a really diverse crowd. Like, it was just really, really nice. It was super nice. I saw a lot of my, um, my classmates from high school from McMaine out there. So that was cool, too. That was cool. But the, the only thing is that Eli... <laughs> Did not do well with the Easter egg hunt. He had like six six eggs when it was over, and be, it's because he wanted to see what was inside of each egg, right? As he picked it up. Yeah, he only wanted the eggs that had like toys or like trinkets or whatever in them. So he wanted to stop, open it, be like, "Oh no, I don't. I'm gonna save that one for someone else. I don't want this one." <laughs> And, like, by the time he did that, it was over. Like, there were kids with baskets full. Like, their basket was filled up, so they was using their T-shirts. And, like, (laughs) Eli had six. And he was just not happy. He was not. So he's going to get, how much you want to bet, a private Easter egg hunt. Well, because Mama and Ray said, and Eli and Lizzie was like, oh, next year? He ain't gonna have to. We, we just gonna have his own Easter egg. I just him. thought it'd be nice to go into the community and do it with other people, but no, not not my kid. No. How <laughs> was... did you actually want him to get something? Even though they did, Bela and Eli both got baskets, but yeah, still. And then like the day of Easter, we didn't do anything, and um, just going back to like all of the challenges, just because it was the, a calmness in my house. I was like, I don't want to go to at somebody's house and, like, you know, get all dressed up. Like, Eli didn't even get a haircut because his mom waited till the last minute. Um, but that's another story. And, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, I just didn't want to go to somebody else's house and, like, have to patrol and make sure he didn't eat crawfish and all that kind of stuff. And just, I'm just so happy that he's chilling that we just watched movies and stuff inside. Bela and I did, too. It was nice. Yeah. It was cool. It was nice. What's our show about today? Um, well, our show was about Easter. Uh-huh. Um, we already talked about that. Um, we're gonna get into a little bit of a follow-up with our, from our last episode about HSB. A lot of y'all had some things to say about that. <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna talk about Being Mary Jane. The show um, on BET. And yes, uh, the f- Gabrielle Union show. Yeah, it was the f- series finale. Um, and we're going to go from there into Is Mary Jane um, a ho? Oh, oh, oh. Um, and then Body Image. Okay, cool. Um, so, what did you... Oh, HSB. Yes, so for the people who didn't listen to the last episode, we ain't going to tell y'all what HSB yes, is. Yes, you do. How you going <laughs> to... Episode of us not telling y'all shit. <laughs> we gonna call this episode nah. <laughs> so HSB is a hurricane season, bay, and so I guess the the, the biggest thing about the hurricane season, bay, was people didn't like the idea of hurricane season, bay. Or, like, trying to say, like, we should change the requirements of a hurricane season bay. Or, like, it's not even... They felt it was very temporary. Like, it's not even fair to include... Okay, so, all right, go ahead. Okay, so, um, last time we talked about cuffing season and um, sundress season. And then Korea said that someone mentioned to her that there should be a hurricane season bay as well and we both wholeheartedly agreed and so we've now incorporated hurricane season bay into the cycle of bayisms right but i think that we both have very different ideas of what a hurricane season bay's role in your life is right like for me in my opinion hurricane season bay should be limited to the months of hurricane season so it's a it's a temporary position but one that can be refilled every sing- every year by the same person I'm not saying but just like we not really kicking it from outside we're not kicking it outside of hurricane season like yeah. you are you know when when this person is you know specifically your like emergency contact chosen to be my boo during hurricane season and hurricane season do alone. they get privileges outside of creating your evacuation plan and 
like making sure that your house is stocked and prepared for yes, the hurricane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because my, you know, language of love, like the thing that makes me feel great is for someone to do things for me. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm just laughing because this shit is funny. <laughs> what? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, if somebody is doing things for me and taking care of me, it makes me a little warm and fuzzy. That's a good word. Those are those are good words as opposed to the single three-letter word that I was going to use. I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> but for me, Hurricane Season Bay, yeah, like, it, it's, it is, like, for that purpose, but that person is not, like, a regular in your, like, day-to-day. That person is, like, you know the person you call when you need shit done. But do you limit their act? Do you only deal with them during hurricane season? No. My life is a hurricane season. <laughs> <laughs> so you have hurricane season bay year round. First of all, we live in New Orleans and uh, you are liable to have a flood at any time, have your electricity go out at any time, have, I mean, like, for real, like, right. tornadoes... W- when do tornadoes come into play? Like, this shit is crazy around here. I've said shit so many times in this episode. We've been cussing a lot. I think it's the Jack. Oh, our we drink took, today was Jack, Jack and lemonade. lemonade. We took a shot just before we got on. Um, <laughs> so, and this is going to be fun, picking the kids up from school. So, <laughs> But we're walking. We're not driving. Okay, go. So, for me, it's, you know, that, that person is your go-to, like, first point of contact mm-hmm. when... You need something done or like it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's going down. Okay. But they're the same type that, you know, we agree on the duties of Hurricane Season Bay. Yeah, they're uh-huh. a reliable person who like files the taxes on time and like right has a Costco membership is the most important part. Like, but you have to not just have the membership. You have to be able to actually shop there and pay for important things as well. You don't have a Costco <laughs> membership unless you have money to pay for things because that shit's expensive. <laughs> so, gotcha. Gotcha. So, I, I mean, we... So, people, you know, the feedback that I got was that, you know, first of all, um, you know, they really enjoyed us breaking down, you know, the seasons, mm-hmm. the love seasons. Um, but also, people just felt a little... I guess people felt bad for Hurricane Season Bay. Like, he was being used. But that's, I guess that's why you asked me, are there benefits? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you know, Hurricane Season Bay has the opportunity to grow into <laughs> a more permanent fixture. <laughs> First of all, I don't think that anybody that I'm dealing with can call themselves, like, can, uh, like, accuse me of using them. Because I come, I'm like, I come with good benefits. Like, like cooking. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good at cooking and meal prepping and such. Um, and I have good conversation. Mm-hmm. You pretty and, to look at. Uh-huh. I may have good company. Mm-hmm. Um, my kid is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not giving it up to all of those seasons of base because that's not how I roll. Mm-hmm. But Everybody has the opportunity to be the starter in that. Um, you mean amongst all of the babies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so there's only gonna be one. Oh, that's the question that I got a lot from last episode. Was um, so yeah. So can you tell me exactly how many people are on your roster? And um, I think that that was a popular question. Nobody asked me that. Because they know it's like 30 people. What? No. <laughs> I don't have time to talk to 30 people. First of all, if you ask me who is on my roster, if this person is not like, if someone is not like a regular, regular, mm-hmm. like I talk to them every day, we do things together, and or they contribute to my life in some kind of way, they are not even included in the numbers. Okay. Are you willing to disclose how many people are on your roster? It's a work in progress. <laughs> See? <laughs> Everybody was just not happy with these answers that we're giving about this. 
I yeah. have not solidified my roster yet. Okay, once you solidify your roster, how many people will be on it? Probably zero if I tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> True player for real. <laughs> if I say it's one, then that's not a roster. That would be like. Right. If I say it's more than that, then I will have no one left. <laughs> so, it is not zero. It is not one, but it's more than one. Otherwise, are you willing to say that? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm just saying. Is it zero to five? What are you willing to share? (laughs) (laughs) Then get out of my face when I answer these questions. (laughs) I'm talking about being Mary Jane. Okay, being Mary Jane. (laughs) All right, so I was so hyped about being Mary Jane because I felt like they owed us. A finale. Seriously, because they had like seasons one through four and then crickets. Like nothing happened. Yeah, now I'm realizing this probably was like Gabrielle Union was going through like IVF and uh, she couldn't record. I mean, why are you gonna blame that? You know, the whole damn season missing from um, poor Gabrielle's eggs. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm a doula, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that probably, she probably just wanted the time off. Yeah, I, I would assume. So. Cause, like, that's really taxing on your body. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was it. I'm not blaming it on her. I'm saying it, that could have been it. So, but anyway, I was, like, really, really looking forward to it because it ended with, like, um, what's his name? Proposing? Oh, Justin. Justin proposing, and like uh, who? Michael Ely plays Justin. Yeah, and like she had just gotten embryos implanted, and so like it was like, oh, is she gonna be pregnant? Is she gonna marry him? And it just ended like that. So I was really invested in the show because I felt like Mary Jane really highlighted the dysfunctions of my life, <laughs> and I really liked it. But they just left me hanging. So I was like, yeah, let's show. Like, I was telling you, like, it's coming on at 7 o'clock. Like, we got to watch it, blah, 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 blah. And then what happened? Wait, hold on. Okay, so I didn't see all of season four. Actually, I didn't see any of season four. So Mm -hmm. I had to basically binge watch all of the episodes in order to prepare for the season finale. Mm -hmm. And I was prepared. Like, it was fresh. Like, I had just watched them all. So I was hyped. I was ready. I wanted to know. I was really confused about, like, how Morris Chestnut got into play. And so I thought I had missed something. I was just so confused. But I was ready to see who when if she was gonna get married on the promos they were showing her in like a wedding gown mm-hmm. or whatever so i was like well i guess there's at least a wedding what's gonna happen i was crunk i was ready right but i was very disappointed when it ended me too <laughs> <laughs> i just was like all of the stuff that happened on all of the shows and all of the seasons and this is how it ends we have was- to make sure we put a spoiler alert oh yeah for people who haven't seen it. Well, you don't need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, so, first of all, she, if you don't watch this show, you don't even care what we're talking about right now. But if you do, so, she ended up actually being pregnant by a sperm donor, and then she was, like, going back and forth trying to figure out if she was going to be with Justin or Morris Chestnut's character, and then... Bo. Oh, it's the same, yeah. And then she ended up marrying Justin, and it was just, like, lame. There, <laughs> there was no, like, oh. Meat to the episode. Yeah, the, the, there was no, like, heartstrings being pulled. It's like nothing. There was nothing. But you know what? Now that I think about it, I think that that's appropriate. Because she was whack. She was whack. She was whack, like, the way that she moved in and out of relationships. Now, I'm not saying that she had so many relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that, like, she was, you know so dysfunctional and so messed up through four seasons and it seemed like she was just wanted to get married for the sake of getting married that you know it's kind of like it was appropriate that when she did choose somebody it was like "Eh." I know I just hoped for more I guess I just I I was just like it was really rooting for her you know like and then I don't know I just something was missing a lot was missing yeah. A lot was missing. It, like, went slow. This is bad. Yeah. I mean, basically, 
you have all of these seasons about a woman who is a badass, right? And she does well professionally. and Choosing herself. Choosing herself over and over again. And is like, you know, trying to balance, you know, having her own personal career and desires with what society expects from her. And then in, in, in the end, she just has a baby and get married. Like, that is all, like, it's about. Right. Like, she finally got it all. Which, like, I feel like it's not it all. What, I mean, not only is it not it all, but it really takes away from even the specialness and the experience of those things individually. Like, I didn't feel like she really was enjoying what it meant to be a mother. I didn't feel like she was enjoying what it meant to fall in love. Because she just was trying to get to the reward. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. She was trying to get to the reward. Oh, where they did do well, and I actually felt myself, you know, getting a little emotional, was with her friendship with um, oh, yeah. Kara. Yeah. But, um, that was her name on the show? Mm-hmm. And and I did. I, I felt like they honored that. They did that well. Um, but everything else was kind of boring and yeah. and flat. Like yeah. there was no complexity. Yeah. So we we do joke a lot about like our rosters and stuff. But what I will say is that for me, it's not about like having multiple people or multiple partners, which I don't do, or like or any of that. As much as it is. Like, now I am about to be 35, and I dread, I hate dating so much, but I've had to, like, change the way I see dating because it can't, you cannot think of it as, like, getting to a reward. Mm-hmm. You have to think of it as a process and that along this journey you're meeting new people, having new experiences, and that you have to just enjoy one experience for what it is, not for what the potential could be. Not for like, oh, I'm interviewing this person to see if I can marry them, or I'm trying to get... Like, because you can get something out of anything. Right. Out of any relationship, whether it be long-term, romantic, friends, whatever. And so, for me, like, I'm just at a point where... I really am not focused on, like, what is the prize? Like, what is the end game? What is my goal? Because I am just 34 years old. I have so much more life to live. If I got married today and lived to be 100, I'd be married for 76 years. Ugh. You know? Like, <laughs> is that right? 60. 60. <laughs> I wasn't going to say much, that. Jack. Please don't let me look stupid on this podcast. Okay, Eli would be so ashamed because <laughs> mama don't know numbers. Um, but like, still, it you know, you just have to think about it like that. And I know that for women, a lot of it is like wanting to have a baby and like feeling like you don't have a lot of time because once you turn thirty five, you're considered a geriatric patient. <laughs> Shit. It's true though. Like, it's true. We joke about that all the time, but that's right. really true. So, so I get that part, but I think it's just so important to enjoy the process and. I think um, we're so but busy. But no, a lot of people do date just to find, find the someone. One. Yeah. As opposed to, no, this is a part of life and growing and experiencing new people and having learning fun? new things and having fun. And Once you get married, you can't do any of that stuff. No, I don't know. I really, I mean, you should. Dating other people? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It depends on your setup, baby. I mean, this is true. But I just <laughs> I just feel like we're so we get so caught up on trying to like achieve a goal and get what we don't have and everybody wants what they don't have. And you don't even think about the women who are married who don't want to be married. All they want to do is like live vicariously through your single life escapades and you're like, I'm Yeah, like, because they're like you have it all. Right. Like, everyone thinks the other person has it all. Exactly. And and, um, well, not in the South. Nobody don't think that the single woman has it all. Oh, I do. I did. When I was married, you know, I used to think, wow, remember when I was single and I got to just go where I wanted to go, eat what I wanted to eat, get up when I wanted to get up. And now, you know, you're married and you have to, like, consider somebody else. All the Time. Yeah, and so I just think people get so caught up in getting that and that validation of, of like someone wanted me and someone wanted to marry me. Well, women do. I don't know that men. They don't. 
<laughs> um, they get married because they have to. You know, and then, like, then you enter this new, like, ah, oh, welcome to the wife club, welcome to the mom oh, club, and, like, that. all of that. So, I think that it's a thing, like, people want to check, it's like a check, another checklist, but then what happens? What happens when you've checked all the things off? There's nothing to do. They There's have no identity. Do. They don't know what they like. They've never, what it, yeah. they you know, they haven't done things. They haven't continued, let me say that, continue to do things just for themselves outside of what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, so many women lose themselves in relationships. Yeah. And, and you when, know, that's what I really hoped she would have explored more. That would have They would have explored, explored yeah. more on the show. Yeah. What do you think about her um, getting it on with her big pregnant belly? I mean, I didn't think anything about it because I was a single woman and pregnant and like I felt like I had to have sex with my kid's dad because like that would be gross. Like but now I wouldn't I wouldn't feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> For all you fellas out there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Now I wouldn't feel like that, you know? Well, but people like want to make women believe, right? Like, if you do that, that something is wrong. You know, a, a, a lot of women, even though their home hormones are raging and they want to have a lot of sex when they're pregnant, don't feel comfortable having sex when they're pregnant. Or their partners don't feel comfortable having sex with them mm-hmm. while they're pregnant. And there's just this whole thing about, like, becoming a mom, now you're no longer a woman. You're no longer sexy. You're not sexual. Yeah. You know? You have to let go of all that stuff. Right. Hang up your booty shorts. Oh. I I forgot to do that part. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's different for us because we're single moms. Moms who are single. And, like, that you have to still tap into your sexiness because you're still dating. Right. And it's not like you can't just blame your lameness on the fact that you're a mom because no man is going to be interested in you. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Say you get married now, you know, and do you think that you would still be this sexy, you know, hot, voracious, fun woman or do you think that you will be more wifey-like? No, I think I will still be this person. I've been this person, you know, like I know this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like her. You like her, <laughs> and, and I think I would still be her. What mm-hmm. about you? Oh, I mean, well, I'm. I've been, you know, married and divorced, and I did when I was married lose myself to a degree. Um, I would. I, I think it's fair to say that not the way most women do, but it was so much to the point where now that I know that if I were to get married again, I would be very conscious of making decisions. Um, to still do things that I wanted to do just for myself. That's yeah. for sure. I, I, and and one of the things that I like to do just for myself is I like to have sex. And that might mean that I just have sex with my husband, you know, but I'm not going to just fall into this, you know, sexless, you know, life of marriage and motherhood. That's just not going to happen. And I don't think there's anything wrong with still being sexy and sensual and fun. Like, I don't think that means you're a hoe. Like, unlike a lot of people, people do think that. Yeah, but I don't think that women, you know, are are supposed to be um, the kind of people who, like, initiate or want to have sex unless someone wants to have sex with them. Oh, that that's really important to talk about. Because, like, it, you know, you have to pretend like you don't want it and then someone has to coerce you. Into giving yeah, that it up. That sounds like... The Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's just so ridiculous. That, but that's have, why men are so confused. Yeah, I was about to say, I have heard men say that. They're really it, confused. So like, confusing. is it rape? Is it not rape? Is co- so if, Because so many women want you to, like, beg them for it. like Trick tr- them into having sex with yeah, you. Yeah, and try it and then be like, no, no, no. I didn't really mean no. I just... Want to say no and want you to bit, keep no. trying. Like, what? Yes. I, and, and and whenever a man has said that to me, I'm like, I cannot wrap my mind around that. No, me either. Me either. I, um, you know, I'm, things need to be said and they need to yeah. be very clear, you know, and I don't do anything I don't want to do anymore. And I'm not just talking about sexually. I mean, at all. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, that definitely applies. Yeah, we've all read your blog post about putting on pants. 
Oh, no, everyone hasn't read that. (laughs) (laughs) But but seriously, like, you know, I I want people to know, especially if it's a, a first sexual encounter, that you know, I'm choosing to be with you. That is so important, though, because I don't think women, I think women have given up their opportunity, like, to choose. Yeah, it's, uh, They're just waiting to be chosen. No, no. I want people, I want the, if I'm going to be with you sexually, I want you to know that I am thinking about it, and I am being thoughtful, and I'm making a choice to be with you. And, you know the influence of alcohol or drugs or pressure or whatever has nothing to do with the fact that I just want to have sex with you. And there's nothing you can do. No. There's nothing you can do. I I really hate the, like, pressure of, like, a man doing something for you and then, like, waiting in return for me to be like, okay. Right. And, and it's it's caused me to, like, sometimes be at a place where, like... I'm like, oh, I'd just rather be celibate sometimes because because you don't want to enter that, like, give and take. Right. It, it's it, where, you, where a man will, like, chase you, chase you, chase you, then you have sex with them, and then, like, they're like, okay, I brought you flowers yesterday, so, like... What, what's it gonna be? I'm like, excuse me, you? Right. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't like that. I'm like, I like like you said, to be able to say, like, this, I'm choosing this. And once you take control, like, and be like, this is my choice as much as it is yours, then there's nothing, like, men, there's nothing else they can do. But a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. But what they can do is, like, be themselves. Be accountable. Be vulnerable. (laughs) Be loyal. Be be present in the exchange. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, and then see, you know, could they, you know, imagine, wow, you know, it could go, it could be a really great thing. This woman wants to have sex with me because she likes me, not just because I've done something to garner her, you know, decision to have sex with me. But men are so conditioned to do that. Right. Too. Women, women teach men to do that. And it's so... Um, easy. So much easier <laughs> than being present and yeah. you know in the relationship in a meaningful way. Yeah, you know, in a meaningful way. Yeah, I'm not. I am not canceling my singleness <laughs> for something that is not meaningful. Right. It's got to be so good. <laughs> it's got to be so good. Y'all Do need you- to know right now that if if Renee gets married again, it's because that shit's so popping. Oh like <laughs> not the not just the sex. I'm not talking about. I'm sex. not talking about the sex. I'm just talking about your choice of words. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Do you think that your body image has improved or gotten worse as you've gotten older? Mine has definitely improved. I think that when I was younger, I was more concerned with uh, what other people thought about how I looked, even though I've always liked my body uh, you know all through all different phases of appearance everybody has many um I've liked my body but I always wonder cared more about I did care more about what other people thought when I was younger you know people who I um was attracted to or friends with or you know Mm -hmm. just whatever but now not only do I like my body but I care a lot less what other people think about Mm -hmm how they may or may not feel about my body. Mm-hmm. So I think mine has gotten way better. What about you? I think mine has definitely improved, but I don't think that I, I was the same way when I was younger. I think that I had a lot of, like, ideas of, like, what I should look like. Um, but I also would would try to, like, if I was with someone, I didn't care what my friends thought. I didn't care, like, what the girl next to me in biology class thought like Mm -hmm. I didn't care about that kind of stuff but like I did care like if I was with someone like if they said they liked something about me like to try to keep it the same Mm -hmm. um like that kind of thing um but I didn't care about that but definitely like I care so much less about what someone else thinks like even if you are the person seeing me naked I don't care like (laughs) (laughs) if you like it or not because 
I mean, we're here for a mutual reason. Right. Anyways. Right. Um, and if you don't like it, then you don't come back. Right. <laughs> like, right. I mean, that's just how I feel. But I, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I will wear well, a bikini. I will go. I will wear a crop top. I have stretch marks. I have far more cellulite. I don't care. Yeah. I, I think that for me, what I care more about is how I feel in my body than yeah. what it looks like. Like, I want to feel good. I want to have energy. I want to enjoy, you know, the activities that I want to do. And so I care so much more about that than what my body actually looks like. I agree. And, like, I care, I think, about different parts of my body now than I did before. Wait, what? Like, how? Um, I don't know. I think before I was more, like, uh, um, just do I look attractive? Like, just, like, for the general population. Uh-huh. And now, like, if I'm looking at a picture of myself, I'm more, like, do I look how I want myself to look. Right. I will be, I have to say this in all honesty and anyone who knows me knows I'm a little bit obsessed with my ass or lack thereof. (laughs) (laughs) So like I have this like constant struggle with myself where it's like if I gain a little weight, my booty will get bigger, but I don't like to gain, you know, I don't like when other stuff gets bigger. And so, even though I wish I had a bigger booty, I don't gain, you know, as much weight. So, there's my there's my body image confession. Yeah, I think for me, because I'm such a, like, I'm 4'11", so I've always been really, like, the smallest person around, um, always, like, forever. But I think that now that I am actually a real adult who does not still look like a Mm 12-year-old, that, like, it's very different, uh, the, like, responses that I get, like, from other women and men about, like, how fine they think I am. It's it's overwhelming, not in, like, oh, I look so good, so people just always talking to me, but, like... Any compliment you give me will overwhelm me. So let me just say that. <laughs> it, whether it's one person or ten people. I, I It's very hard for me to process a compliment. Um, but, so, like, when someone mentions something, like, oh, like, ooh, look at your thighs or your booty. Like, the, I have a very white girl idea of, like, fitness in my mind. Right. And so, like, calling me thick makes me want to starve myself. (laughs) That's terrible. Let me tell you what I can't take. I don't like when people refer to my body parts as food. That's what I... (laughs) I hate. You know what? Like how people call a booty a peach. I still don't even like that. Or like when people... Like someone said that my thighs was like, ooh, you so fine, girl. You got them ham hock thighs. Hello! (laughs) Nobody in the history of Everdom want no woman... (laughs) What? Someone to say her thighs look like a hammock. First of all, I don't know what a hammock looks like. It's <laughs> ugly as fuck. <laughs> it's so gross. It's like they made lumpy <laughs> and fatty and wide. Really, really wide at the top <laughs> and really narrow at the bottom. Like, it looks disgusting. <laughs> Like if I when I see a ham hock, I lose my appetite. You don't eat pork though. I will never. But if you because did, of ham hock, <laughs> you did. You might think it look good. No, nobody. Everyone, right now, take out your phone. Wait, you probably listening. To the phone. <laughs> Everyone, right now, open up your browser and Google ham hock. I'm gonna do it. Click on. Google ham hock H-A-M-H-O-C-K. Click on images and tell me if that ain't the ugliest Ham-hock. shit. Ham hock. Oh, it's ham hock soup. No, just Google ham hock and click on oh images. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me see. That is so ugly. Say good. Say. Oh. Say love. But say, they- say ham hock. Say, say ham hock. <laughs> Come holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
tell me that grandma probably made some good ham hocks and they probably think that shit tastes good. It's horrible. Okay, ham hocks uh, is ugly. Okay, uh, don't ever refer to my body part as food foods, especially not pork uh, foods, because I'm a Uzabalai nation of Islam in your ass. Oh my god. Okay, so lately people have called me fluffy. <laughs> they thought that was a compliment. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like said, embrace the fluff. Oh no. I don't want to be fluffy. Like, <laughs> Nothing about me that wants to be fluffy. <laughs> well, like that marshmallow fluff is really good. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff that you said don't call your body fast food. <laughs> and the first thing I think about is food. I just okay. Look, look. I guess I have like reverse a body image problems. Like the more someone compliments, <laughs> the more you try to like blend into the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a rule I used to have for myself when I was, like, younger and more concerned with my body image, especially, like, my weight. I was like, okay, if black dudes are catcalling at me or really, like, trying to get at me hard, then I know I didn't put on a few pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, I lived in California, so I had, like, the tears, like, you know, white guys want to date me. Mexicans are whistling when I walk down the street. Oh, wait. The black- Mexicans should be the last. No. no. Uh-huh. That means she's got a muffin top. Stop. That's so fucking racist. <laughs> no, but. You need your hammock in the middle. <laughs> your hammock in the middle. What is a hammock in the middle? A muffin top. No, but I'm just saying, like, what would that be? What would the equivalent be? What should be? Nothing, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, in my mind, black man was, I was the fattest. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. I don't have yeah. that problem because people think that I'm, like, the flavor of white guys, but white guys really don't be trying to holler at me like that unless they have a lot of black friends, hang around a lot of black people, or, like, from blackness. Regular <laughs> from blackness. Regular black dudes. I mean, white dudes do not try to holler at me. Have like, you? Uh, are we going to go here? I'm gonna just sure. ask you. Have you ever like been with a white man? I've never been past the first date with a white guy. Have you ever kissed a white guy? No. <laughs> you see, like it's like so like out 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 of the possibility. I mean, is you would maybe think because I went to LSU like. But that's very segregated, so that's not mm-hmm. not the same. I don't know, I just... I went to high school with mostly black people. In college, it was, like, black LSU and white LSU. So there was no, like... I wasn't dating white guys then. Like, once upon a time on Tinder, I tried to date a couple white guys. And then, like, they would say some slick shit on Facebook. And I'm like, see, this is why I don't date white guys. You know, like... But I can deal with a white guy who is aware of black world Mm -hmm. i just can't deal with like brad or like like a white guy who wears seersucker suits um yeah a white guy who wears like what's that brand vineyard or something so i don't know (laughs) i just it's just that's just not gonna work right um so it's i no i'm not the flavor of the white guys in case you were wondering no only white guys who like black women like not white guys who want to try to like black women. Not those white guys. Those white guys do not talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, like, really like black women. Yeah. You have to really like and know black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that you know, what I'm, what, I think that white guys are attracted to me, but once they get to know me, I don't think most of them like me. Oh, you want me to call you out on this podcast? Go, go. I ain't scared. What? 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 Renee? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, go. What? You have dated and married <laughs> so many white guys. <laughs> I cannot believe you are going here. <laughs> that was so long ago. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. <laughs> Like, so long ago. Oh, my goodness. She thinks she live with a black name. This is the end of the episode. (laughs) 
for joining us for, for that for the latest episode of Go Club. We will be back at you next week. With this, is not the end of the- <laughs> this is not the end. This is not it's almost the end, but this is not the end. You're gonna tell me what I skills <laughs> Yeah, they, everybody is lowering their volume right now. <laughs> They're trying to shut me up. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, anyways, back to the body image. Like, I I think that it would behoove more women to really just explore what they like about themselves right. and not what someone else is saying that they like about them. Okay, let's do something that a lot of women don't do. They don't honestly do, and they certainly wouldn't do it in public and then publish it for the whole world to hear. Okay. Tell me what you like about your body. Because, you know, women do that thing where they're like, where they talk bad about their bodies, or if somebody else complains about their body, they complain about their body too, you know, that whole stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but, so just tell me, honestly, like, what do you like about your body? I would do better telling you what I don't like about it. I, I know. I want you to do the reverse. No, I'm saying I I like al- uh, almost everything. <laughs> what did it say that? Like, I like almost everything. It's, like, very specific things. Like, I hate that I have to, like... Oh, tell me... Okay, tell me your favorite... Your favorite three things about your body. Uh, Appearance things. Appearance. Not like, I just digest corn very well. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Appearance things. Um, I think I have nice legs. Uh-huh. Some people might think I would say boobs, but I'm over the boobs. I like, I've had them since I was a, ba- a baby. I don't like, <laughs> I'm over them. They draw too much attention. I could, I honestly could live without them and have smaller ones. Uh-huh. Um, I like that I have a bigger butt than I did where my, but it's still not cuppy. Uh-huh. It's still just like sort of like blends, uh-huh. but I'm good. I'm better. Uh-huh. I'm I, I'm good with it. I'm working on my squats and um, <laughs> three things: legs, butt. So like, I don't have a, I don't have no, I don't have abs. I will never have abs, and I don't have a flat stomach. But I'm actually good with my stomach. You like your stomach, or you not not good with something like you like? Yeah, no, I like it. Oh, okay, cool. It's got stretch marks and shit. Um, it's fancy. <laughs> it's de- <laughs> decorative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like my skin. It's really soft. That does not count. Why? That does not count. Some people don't like their skin. I like my skin, okay? That's one of the things I like. You can't tell me it don't count. <laughs> okay. Okay, I like my skin, and I like my boobs, and not because they're big, but because... Never mind. I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> I like my skin, I like my boobs, and I like my feet. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I think skin was cheating, but... Okay, I'll give you a a replacement item. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a replacement item. Um, I like, I like my legs. I like my legs. Yeah. My ham hocks. All right. Well, now it is the end of our podcast. Thank goodness, because it is hot in this closet. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank you guys for listening today. We want you to subscribe. Not in that voice. Yeah, this is my YouTuber. (laughs) This is your sponsorship voice? That was my sponsorship. I'm going to shout my YouTuber voice. Okay, guys. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't forget to <laughs> like and subscribe our show today. Don't forget to follow us on at Nola Mene and at Do Happy Stuff and at Go Cup. Go Cup. Oh, don't forget to support us, our podcast. You can support for just 99 cents a month or up to 9.99. It's totally up to you. But if you choose 9.99, we're going to really like that. And we might even share a picture of you. Yay. Subscribe, like, support. Leave a review. Yeah, leave a review and... Tell a friend. That's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Tell somebody to listen to Go Cup. That is your project, your homework for today. And let us know that you did it. Also, be looking out for future episodes very, 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 very soon. Oh, my God. You sound like <laughs> Bela. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. This is my song. This is the song. The song is really lit. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
it's Renee and Korea and I wanted to remind you to check us out on Instagram at GoCupShow or our individual Instagram pages. Korea's is at DoHappyStuff and Renee's is NolaNene. And also, um, make sure to subscribe, subscribe, y'all. Come on, so that you can get notifications when these new podcasts come out, so that you're not way behind, unless you want to binge listen, because I know how it be sometimes, but still subscribe. We would love that. Love to hear from y'all. Drop us some comments. Leave us a voicemail. Um, make sure you rate us. Let us know how you're liking the show. This is so much fun. Ooh, and... If you want to be a guest on the show, please, please, please drop it in the comments. DM us. Let us know. We're looking for some fun New Orleans flavor to add in with us and um, share everything we got to see. Later.